And welcome back to another episode of Lauer After Hours Presents Cinema. This is a podcast series where we watch movies that are rated 69% on Rotten Tomatoes or 6.9 stars on IMDb, and we establish if it's worth it. I am at Beep Count, joined tonight by Pal out in Southern California. What's going on, Pal? You know, Beep, it's a great day when we get to talk some Top Gun. Man, and by I, for, I am... for the rest of the pod, just address me as Jackpot. Let's go. Oh, did you do the uh, what's my call sign.com? That's my call sign, brother. Jackpot. Nice. I got it. I got Cobra. <sighs> yeah. Suits you. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was. On this episode, we have the 1986 action drama Top Gun. It is rated 57% by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes with 74 reviews, 83% by the audience on Rotten Tomatoes with over 250,000 ratings, and the magical 6.9 stars on IMDb with over 353,000 ratings. Nice. It is directed by Tony Scott. You know him from The Fan, True Romance, Enemy of the State, Crimson Tide, and Spy Game. This movie stars Tom Cruise as Maverick. You know him from Days of Thunder, A Few Good Men, Jerry Maguire, and the Mission Impossible franchise, including Future Cinema, MI3. Bonafides. You know what? It's it's just about summertime. I think we should cruise in a summertime. I think maybe th- this will be our, our cruise month. Let's do what it. What do think? I'm ready, to, I'm ready to, you know, make like a Tom and Cruise, as they you say. You know what? Maybe. This is also starring Kelly McGillis as Charlie. You know them from Witness, The Accused, North, and Once We Were Dreamers. It also has Anthony Edwards as Goose. You know them from Revenge of the Nerds, Fast Times, at Ridgemont High, Zodiac, and 180 episodes of ER. We've also got Val Kilmer as Iceman. You know them from The Doors, Heat, The Saint, and Batman Forever. Love this also has cinema... Yeah, look. Yeah, is that sixty nine percent? Half an hour ago. Is there any way we can get that rated down to sixty nine percent somehow? There, and then we'll just rate it back to where it's at. Nope, okay. no chance at all. Not, Let's see what we can do with the Men Nation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this one also has cinema regular Tom Skerritt as Viper. You know them from Alien, Steel Magnolias, Contact, and previous cinema presentation, Ted. Top Gun has a runtime of 1 hour 50 minutes or 110 minutes Canadian. This film had a budget of $15 million and grossed over $180 million in North America and over $357 million worldwide. It is rated PG and you can find it right now on Amazon Prime Video. Taglines from the producers of Beverly Hills Cop and Flashdance. Yeah, yeah. Fart noise. Voice. It's a solo mission. Yeah, and I'm going with him. Mm-mm. I I I don't I don't I don't get that one. Mm-mm. Up there with the best of the best. Getting better. Yeah, improvement, growth. And and the and the best one by far. I feel the need, the need for speed. Hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, that that line Iconic. actually spawned the video game series Need for Speed. Had no idea of that. How about that? That's incredible. Yeah. I played that. I played that back in the day. Back in oh, my who day. Didn't? Mm-hmm. Who didn't? All right. Let's get into this one here. We open on some title card exposition on March 3rd, 1969. The United States Navy established an elite school for the top 1% of its pilots. Its purpose was to teach the lost art of aerial combat and to ensure the handful of men who graduated were the best fighter pilots in the world. They succeeded. Today, the Navy calls it Fighter Weapon School. The Flyers call it Top Gun. Top Gun. I, you know what they need right there? And honestly, movies just need to start adopting it. The Terminator theme. I know maybe, not, maybe it came out after, but man, if they just repurpose that with a Terminator theme, you know, bum, 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 bum. Ba-bum, bum, ba-bum. Well, I think this I one had a little bit the better theme. This one had a little bit better theme song yeah. popping right off the top. That's that's very true. I can't even dispute that. Yeah, we get a With montage the, here. I love you, you know, you typically get a montage mid-movie. They yeah. did this they did this exactly right. No, we're kicking this off montage style right here. 
with the middle. That's where we're going. That's how we start this movie. And I agree. That's how you start a movie. And with what song, Beep? Well, we get a montage here of some fighter jets launching from an aircraft carrier. Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins is on the soundtrack right now. There's never been a better pairing, right, for a song in a movie? I can't think of a more iconic movie song than Danger Zone and Top Gun. There's a montage in everything, yeah. No, it, I, think it's, I think it's impossible to, to figure that out, to be honest, or to see if there's anything else like that, because it's just best of the best. It's there. Yeah. present day a radar operator radios into the fighter pilots to tell them about a bogey in the area we see a nondescript black fighter jet with a red star and a yellow circle painted on the tail commander jardian call sign stinger asks the radar operator who he has in the sky the radar man says cougar and merlin and maverick and goose stinger says oh great maverick and goose moose cut to the sky where we see an f-14 fighter jet on screen maverick says talk to me goose Goose is Maverick's Rio. That stands for Radar Intercept Officer. Goose sees the bogey on the radar. Maverick asks Cougar if he sees the same thing. Cougar asks his Rio Merlin if he sees the bogey on the radar. Maverick says he's going to get a visual ID. He tells Cougar to hook him. Goose says he's going to clean him and fry him, baby. Merlin checks the radar to see if the bogey is a solo fighter. Maverick says he's going to take him on one-on-one. Cougar says, take it easy, Maverick. I don't like this shit. Cougar breaks off to see if it is a single bogey. On screen, we now see two bogeys instead of one. Shit is about to go down. Mm-hmm. The bogeys fly past Maverick and Goose. They are MiG-28s. No one has ever been this close to them before. Stinger says we have to get them out of there. Maverick tells Cougar to take one of them and he will take the other one. The MiG is right on Cougar's tail. We cut back to Maverick's jet. He gets a radar lock on the MiG. The MiG breaks off from his flight pattern and heads out of there. The other MiG gets a radar lock on Cougar. Cougar starts some evasive maneuvers. He asks Stinger if he has permission to fire. Stinger says, do not fire unless fired upon. Maverick is now flying above Cougar and the MiG. He says the MiG is in perfect firing position. If he wanted to fire, he would have done it by now. He's just trying to piss us off. Cougar tells Maverick to get down there and get the MiG off his tail. Maverick tells Cougar to just calm down and help engage the fighter. Maverick says he can't shoot him, so let's just have a little bit of fun. He flips his jet upside down and hovers his cockpit directly over the MiG. Hubba hubba. Hell yeah. The MiG pilot looks up as Maverick flips him off. Goose takes a Polaroid and says, watch the birdie. The MiG bugs out and heads home. Maverick tells Cougar, we're in the clear, let's head home. Maverick breaks off from Cougar's wing and heads back towards the carrier. Cougar is scared shitless. He is completely frozen. Shook, beep. Shooketh. Extremely mm-hmm. shooketh. Mm-hmm. Merlin tells Cougar that they're running on vapors and they need to head back home now. Cougar looks down at his control panel and sees a picture of his wife and child. We're back in the control room. Stinger says, let's get him back to the ship. He's got to be low on fuel. Maverick is about to land on the carrier deck, but stops and says Cougar's in trouble. Goose says, we have to land now. We are way low on fuel, Maverick. Maverick touches down for a moment and bounces off the carrier deck and back into the air. He says, we're going after Cougar. Stinger tells the radio man to tell Maverick to land, and that's an order. Know your teammates. Maverick pulls up next to Cougar's wing and says, any boys seen an aircraft carrier around here? Merlin says that MiG really shook up Cougar. Maverick tells Cougar to stay on his wing and he's going to guide him back to the ship. Cougar's having a real hard time controlling his jet. He is bouncing all over the place. He finally lands on the deck safe and sound. We now cut to Stinger's office. Cougar says he is holding on too tight and he's lost the edge. I almost made an orphan out of my kid. I never, I never even met him. He tosses pilot wings on the desk and walks out of Stinger's office. Maverick and Goose are standing in the hallway outside of Stinger's office as Cougar passes them. Cougar gives Maverick a nod and says, thanks, and walks down the hallway. 
I saw this movie in 4K on Prime. Yeah. And it was just incredible. All of these men had Kevin Garnett sweat. If you know what if you know what I'm talking about, you know, flop sweat just left and right. Tons of sweat everywhere and it picked it up with their piercing blue eyes, especially Coogs. They had that going on with Coogs. So I just wanted to say, you know, an all-time sweat movie. We got going on here. Well, to be fair, an aircraft carrier doesn't have a lot of, you know, circulation, a lot of ventilation. And plus, you're in the middle of the Indian Ocean where it's got to be 110 degrees. Authentic so, yeah. movie. Great I, movie I making. I would say so. Mm-hmm. Stinger tells Maverick and Goose to come on in. He says, you've done an incredibly brave thing. You should have done is land the plane. You don't own that plane. The taxpayers do. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. And we get some supervisor exposition here. Stinger tells us about Maverick's history, breaks him down. He tells us all the times that Maverick has been in trouble, how he lost his qualifications as section leader, the high-speed passes over five air control towers, and one admiral's daughter. We also find out that Maverick's family name isn't the best in the Navy. Stinger asks Maverick, what is it with you? Maverick says he just wants to serve his country and be the best fighter pilot in the Navy. Stinger says, I'd like to bust your butt, but I can't. I have another problem. I have to send someone from this squadron to Miramar. He says he's going to give them their dream shot. Top Gun, five weeks going against the best fighter pilots in the world. Cougar is one, you are two. Cougar is out, turn his wings. That makes you number one. He tells Let's me, go. Remember one thing, if you screw up even just this much, you're going to be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. Stinger dismisses Maverick and Goose and says, good luck, gentlemen. Good luck. I don't know it was their birthday. Yeah, happy birthday to them. I don't know it was their birthday. A happy birthday to you. I don't care. Good luck. We now cut to Miramar, California, Fighter Town, USA. Love Miramar. I live. I spent like two months in Miramar when mm. I was living down in America's finest city, San Diego. And it's really Fighter Town, USA. I remember being like on the freeway coming home from school and just tons. You get like different kinds of planes, helicopters, like right over your head. Incredible. Mm. Sight to see. Love it. Love it. Maverick is riding a motorcycle on a tarmac as an F-14 Tomcat takes off. Danger Zone is on the soundtrack again. He gives one of the most awkward fist pumps in cinematic history as the jet takes off. Like, it's it's extremely, like, you know, Roy, hit the hit the white guy sounder, please. We now very cut very to a brief... Very reminiscent room. of Dwight Schrute. Yeah, extremely. Mm-hmm. That's exactly we now what cut I mean. to a briefing room where Jester is giving some wartime stats of the day. Jester, played by Michael Ironsides, one of the instructors, tells us why Top Gun was created. One of the pilots says this gives him a hard-on. His Rio says not to tease him. Hell yeah. We get to meet Commander Mike Metcalf, call sign Viper, played by Tom Skerritt. He says, you're all elite, but we'll make you better. Maverick looks behind him, and Iceman is giving him giving off some real will they won't they vibes. Just do it already. Just yeah, st- just, stop teasing me. Just do mm-hmm. it. Just get to it. Viper says we don't make policy. Elected officials, civilians do that. We are the instrument of that policy. We are the tip of the spear. Goose leans over to Maverick and asks what he's doing. Maverick says he's trying to find out who the best is. And as if on cue, Viper says, in case you're wondering who the best is, it's up here on this plaque. The best pilot in Israel will have a chance to come back here to Top Gun as instructors. Viper asks the class if they think their name is going to be up on the board. Maverick says, yes, sir. Viper says, that's pretty arrogant considering the company you're in. Maverick says, yes, sir. Just do it already. (laughs) Viper says, I like that in a pilot. But remember, when it's all said and done, we're all on the same team. Viper says, in combat, there are no points awarded for second place. He dismisses the pilots. As Maverick passes Iceman, Iceman says, the plaque for the alternates is down in the ladies' room. Goose gives him this big, fake courtesy laugh and says, <laughs> you kill me. Sold that shit. He, he, embarrassed, he embarrassed the hell out of him. Oh, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. future callback there. 
We now cut to the officer's lounge. Maverick says, this is what I call a target-rich environment. He tells Goose, even you can get laid in a place like this. Goose says he'd be happy just to find a girl to talk dirty to him. Goose tells Maverick, Iceman is the best. It's the way he flies. Ice cold. He wears you down, bores you until you make a mistake. Slider comes over and asks whose butt they kiss to get in a Top Gun. Goose says, the list is long, but distinguished. Slider says, like my Johnson. Iceman comes over, and the tension here is off the charts. Just do it already. Do it! Just do it! Iceman asks Maverick if he needs help figuring out who the best is. Maverick says he can do that on his own. Iceman said he's heard that about Maverick. He likes to work alone. Says he's sorry to hear about Cougar. He was like a brother at flight school. Goose says he and Maverick earned their spot. Iceman and Slider take off. Goose says it's his turn to make the bet. He says $20. You have to have carnal knowledge of a lady this time on the premises. Maverick eyes his target. Says it just doesn't seem fair. Because she's lost that love and feeling. Goose says, no, no, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. Ugh, I hate when she does that. Maverick walks over to the stage and grabs a microphone. He walks over to his target, says, excuse me, miss. Goose says, I'll handle him, miss, and turns his back. Maverick starts to sing, you've lost that love and feeling. Goose you've joins in. That love and feeling. Then the entire bar starts to serenade this woman. She tells Maverick to sit down. Mission accomplished can we just give can we just i know i know goose wants to be the you know the head rio in charge you know the 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 best wingman there is same thing maybe with slater too but wingman of the movie goes to all of those guys who unprompted got down for tom cruise and just totally helped him out because they sold that, you know, he could have just had, it could have just been him with the matzo ball out there just by himself. And they just came through heavily. It's an unspoken rule in the Navy. When you see one of your shipmates in a battle, you back him up no matter what. Shades. Yeah. She tells Maverick to sit down. Mission accomplished. They start talking. Says his name is Maverick. She says, what, did your mother not like you? He says, no, <laughs> that's my call sign. She says, you're a pilot? He corrects her and says, naval aviator. She asks how many times she's tried that pickup routine. He says twice. Crash and burn on the first one. And the second one? I don't know. I'll tell you tomorrow, but it's looking pretty good so far. She says Goodness. her friend has just got there and takes off. Before she leaves, she says, can I ask you a personal question? Are you a good pilot? I can hold my own. Good. I don't have to worry about you making your living as a singer. Uh, 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 burn. <laughs> burn. <laughs> she goes and sits at down at a table with a man who is probably old enough to be her grandfather. Maverick says, I'm going to need a beer to put, that, put out these flames and orders another drink. She gets up from the table and heads to the ladies' room. Maverick follows her into the ladies' room. She is looking in the mirror, putting on her makeup. And she says, was it a long cruise, sailor? He says, it was too long. Hubba hubba. She says, what are we going to do? Just drop down on the floor, on the tile, and do it right here? Maverick says, I had my eyes on this counter instead. He says, I came in here to save you from making a mistake with that older guy. She says, what, so I can make a mistake with a younger guy like yourself? She leaves the bathroom, passes by Goose, and says, your friend was magnificent. Maverick comes up to Goose, and Goose says, nah. That's some Stu Gotts timing. We cut to a hangar on base. Gesture says, you will also be evaluated by civilian contractors. He introduces us to one of these instructors. He says that she has a PhD in astrophysics. She's also a civilian contractor, so you do not salute her. Her call sign is Charlie. It's the woman from the bar. She said, we are going to be dealing with F4s and A5s as our MiG simulators. She says, the F4 doesn't have the same thrust to weight ratio as a MiG. Goose and Maverick start whispering here. Charlie asks, what is it? Maverick says, well, your data on the MiG is inaccurate. He says, I've seen one up close. She says, where were you? He says, that's classified. She says, the Pentagon pays me a lot of money to know more than you, and I have a top secret clearance. 
He says that he and Goose were on top of the MIG and saw him pull a negative 4G dive. She says, if you were on top of him, how could you see him? Maverick crosses his arms and says, because I was inverted. Maverick says, bullshit, behind a cough. She says, you were in a 4G dive, inverted with a MiG-28. At what range? Maverick says, uh, about, about two meters. Goose says, well, really about one and a half. I have an awesome Polaroid. She asks him what he was doing up there. He says, communicating, you know, keeping up with foreign relations. You know, giving him the bird. Goose holds up his middle finger. She says, so you're the one. Maverick says, yes, ma'am. You, I'm not. I just messed up the song. I was going to sing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. You've lost that love and feeling. Cue it. Just cue it right there. Jester says, all right, gentlemen, we have a hop to take. Hard deck on this one is 10,000 feet. Charlie stops Maverick in the hallway and says, why didn't you tell me that you were the famous Megan Salter? Maverick says, would have made any difference in the ladies' room? No. She says that she just wants to hear about the MiG sometime. He says, well, you have security clearance. You can read about it. <laughs> B- burn. He's just totally roasting her. Yeah. Getting we her cut to some dog fighting action here in the sky. Maverick and Goose are being chased by Jester. Jester is right on their tail. He has them in his sights. Maverick hits the brakes and flies up and behind Jester. Maverick has got Jester in his sights now. Jester flies below the hard deck. Maverick goes after him and fires. He says over the radio, Jester's dead. Jester says, get your butts above the hard deck and return to base immediately. Maverick radios to the control tower, asking for permission for a flyby. The tower boss says, negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Maverick says, we're going to buzz the tower anyway. Goose says, that's a bad idea. Maverick flies by the air traffic control tower, causing the tower boss to spill coffee all over his shirt. Just a couple of kooky guys. (laughs) We now cut to the locker room. Goose says, we won. We got Jester. Wolfman says, they got their butts kicked. Only took about 30 seconds. He says, Jester was laughing at him over the radio. Slider says, no, that was me. Hey, we won. Hollywood says, Maverick and Goose won too. Iceman says, no, that's that's not what I heard. Slider says, below the hard deck doesn't count. Maverick says, my ass, we got that son of a bitch. Gives Goose a hearty high five here. Iceman says, you guys really are cowboys. Maverick says, what's your problem, Kazansky? Iceman says, you're everyone's problem. When you're up in the air, you're unsafe. You're dangerous. Maverick says, that's right. I am dangerous. Iceman bites his teeth at Maverick. Jester comes into the locker room and says, Maverick and Goose get up to Viper's office right now. We cut to Maverick and Goose standing outside of Viper's office. The tower boss is yelling at Viper. He says, two of your jockeys did a flyby in the tower at over 400 knots. I want some butts, and I want them now. I've had it. As he storms out of the office, he runs into a sailor carrying a tray of coffee. Spills all the coffee all over his shirt again. That's twice. Again, he says, I want some butts. As he storms off. Hell yeah. They go into Viper's office. Viper lays into Maverick and Goose. He says the hard deck for this mission was 10,000 feet, and you broke it. Maverick says, we were only below the hard deck for a few seconds. I had Jesser in my sights, and I, uh, I, I took the shot. There was no danger. Viper says, you broke a rule, rule of engagement, and that's not going to fly here. I think the pun was intended. The rules of engagement exist for your safety and that of your crew. Viper dismisses Maverick and Goose. In the hallway, Goose says, maybe I'll just go be a truck driver. Do you still have that number for that truck driving school that we saw on TV? Back in Viper's office, he and Jester are talking. Viper says that he flew with Maverick's old man. Jester says Maverick is a wild card. No, I'm saying, no, the brakes. Guys, why aren't the brakes working? Because I cut the brakes. Wild card, bitches. Viper says, would you want him in battle next to you? Later on that night, Goose is checking in on Maverick. He says, we can't screw this up. I have a family. He says, I know it has to be tough for you being Duke, Duke Mitchell's kid. But it's every time we're up there, you're flying against a ghost. Maverick says, you're the only family I've got. I'm not going to let you down. I promise. 
We now cut to a classroom. Charlie says a rolling reversal would really work well in that situation. Maverick says, if I did a hard cross, I could switch the guns on him. Charlie says, that's a little too aggressive. Maverick says, I guess when I see something I want, I go right after it. Man, the, the tension between these two is just, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it's really there, but he just got tension left and right. There's tension everywhere with everywhere. everywhere. Mm-hmm. You, you know what? On the Levitard show, Mike Ryan was saying something about if there is no chemistry between Tom Cruise and the leading lady, I mean, that, that's gotta be in the lady. There is nothing but chemistry here between uh, Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis. Yeah. It's just off the charts. But it's all, but at the same time, him and Val Kilmer, ooh, it's there. And like sneaky, like OLI that could like get it is him and Viper. Like if you really think about it, it's there too between well, the two of them. No, that that's more of a father son kind of tension. Okay, because I, I, yeah. I was picking when he was telling him like I like that, you know. Earlier in the movie, I was kind of picking up a little bit more like. That that's just daddy's approval he's looking for right there. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's got a guy that is about his dad's age, right? His dad flew with with Viper. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. looking for that fatherly approval. So yeah. Dad, you're right. It's true. Good point. Maverick says, Why didn't you tell me the other night who you were? She says, Well, you never gave me the chance. And besides, I don't date students. He says, Well, if the government can trust me, maybe you can too. She writes something on a piece of paper and hands it to Maverick. It says, dinner, 5.30 p.m. sharp, has her address, and says, classified. As Charlie walks off, Slider mimics a plane crash and says, crash and burn, huh, Maverick? Maverick leans over to Slider, sniffs, and says, Slider, you stink, and walks away. (laughs) Slider starts to smell his own armpit. We now cut to the volleyball scene. Let's go. So here's a question that I've had in my head probably the last 30 years, right, since this movie came out. Mm -hmm. What's worse, beach volleyball in sweats or jeans? Jeans. So Slider's wearing sweats. Uh, mm, I don't know. Slider's wearing sweats in this one. Maverick's wearing the jeans. I hate, heavily hate a wet pair of jeans. So a sweaty pair of jeans, oh, my gosh. Yeah. In the... Crack rot that comes from that, forget about it. Shout out, Greg Cody. It's man, it's it really is a toss up. I think this may be the first 50 50 ever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever happened before. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's because <laughs> I mean, when I was back in the Navy, we would play beach volleyball on base, you know, be two on two. We'd be out there doing our best top gun impression, and there was nary a pair of jeans nor sweats. It was always, it was always shorts. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell Maverick was thinking. I don't know what the hell Slider was thinking in these fucking sh- sweats. So they weren't thinking. That's the that's the issue there. They weren't. Zagaki. Zagaki. You know what? It turned uh, up the heat. It, it definitely turned up the heat. You know what I'm saying? So, so of course the volleyball scene here goes on for what it seems like an eternity. Maverick puts on his shirt and takes off. He jumps on his bike and drives over to Charlie's house. He is super super late. He knocks on the door, and there is no answer. He goes from the back, and Charlie is snacking. She says, what? No singing? He stumbles over Zerds. She says, no apologies. Says, if you don't mind, I'm going to hop in the shower while you're finishing up here. She says, I do mind. I'm starving. They start eating. She says, I said to myself, he's a smart guy. Just tell him why you asked him over. She says, it's the MiG. It's the MiG. You're the only pilot that has been up against a MiG-28. He smiles and says, do you always get what you want? She says, you know what? Maybe. He says, and stop worrying about the MiG. They're on the back porch now listening to some music, and we get some backstory exposition. Maverick says this music reminds him of what his folks used to listen to. I haven't heard it in ages. He says his mom died shortly after his dad. She asks what happened to him. He says, well, with your security clearance, I thought you would have already known. He says he disappeared in an F-4 back in 1965. They say he screwed up. I don't think so. Not my old man. He was a great fighter pilot. But who knows? It's all classified. She says, well, somebody's got to know. She asks, is that why you're always second best up there? 
He says, you are direct, aren't you? He leans in and says, I'm sorry I was late. She says, I'm sorry for being direct. There's no apologies. He gets up. She asks where you're going. He says, I'm going to go take a shower. I enjoyed being here. He takes off and heads home. We now cut back to the Top Gun Academy. Maverick gets on the elevator. Charlie is in there. The door closes and he turns to her. She says, it looks like you need another shower. And the tension here is thick with like seven C's. Just do it already. She says, I'm going to be honest with you. Your MIG sighting is very important to my work. I don't normally invite students over to my house. He moves in closer. Her lips begin to quiver. She says, please understand. I still have a job to do. The door opens and a captain walks in. They stop talking and separate. The captain gets off the elevator and looks over his shoulder at Charlie. The elevator begins to move again. Maverick hits the stop button. He leans in closer to Charlie this time and says, I'm glad we got that straight. We now cut to an airport restaurant. Maverick and Goose are talking as they wait for Goose's family to land. Goose's wife, Carol, played by Meg Ryan and their son, Rooster, run off the plane to hug Goose. Mrs. Goose says she hears Maverick is in love with one of his instructors. Maverick says he's not. Goose says, well, that was a secret. We now cut back to base in a training room. They are Monday morning quarterbacking a recent hop. Maverick messed up. Charlie calls him out on it. She says, what were you thinking up there? Maverick says, you don't have time to think up there. You think you're dead. Charlie says, that's a big gamble with a $30 million plane. Iceman is pleased that Maverick is getting lit up here. Charlie says, unfortunately, your gamble paid off. The replay shows that Maverick comes over the top of the MiG, gets him behind him, and takes him out with a missile shot. It ended in victory, but this is a perfect example of what not to do. Slider leans over the rail and whispers to Maverick, gutsiest move I ever saw, man. We now cut to Maverick walking to his bike. Charlie is calling after him. She stops him before he can leave. She says, my review of your performance was spot on. He's revving his engine. He says, sorry, I, I can't hear you over my toxic masculinity. And he's dick energy. Off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you're, you know, five, six. Five, five. Five, six, pick up sticks. There you go. She jumps in her car and starts to chase after him. She nearly causes a multi-car pileup here. They pull off to the side of the road. He says, Jesus Christ. And you say, I'm reckless. I'll have you know when I'm in the sky, my crew and my plane come first. She says, well, I'm going to finish my sentence, Lieutenant. My review of your performance was right on, but I held something back. I see some real genius in your flying. I didn't say it back there because I didn't want anyone to know that I've fallen for you. They kiss. Let's finally, go. Finally. Fucking finally. Been waiting all movie for this. Do it! Just do it! We have a kiss in the streets leading to a dog fight in the sheets. Hubba hubba. Hell yeah. As Take My Breath Away by Berlin is on the soundtrack now. Take my breath away. The next morning, there is a paper airplane on the nightstand. Cut to the tarmac. Wolfman says, did you hear about ice? He won another one. As Wolfman and Hollywood walk away, Maverick says to Goose, I feel the need. Goose echoes Maverick and says, the need need for for speed. Great timing. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it like that. Mm -hmm. There's... It's never going to get any better than that. Mm -mm. We now cut back to the sky. Another training hop. Maverick and Goose, Wolfman and Hollywood are tracking two bogeys. We hear Viper on the mic now. Good morning, gentlemen. Temperature is 110 degrees. Wolfman says, holy shit, it's Viper. Maverick says, he's probably saying, holy shit, it's Goose and Maverick. Maverick tells Hollywood to stay on Jester. He's going to go after Viper. Goose says to stay here with Hollywood. You never leave your wingman. Maverick says Hollywood is doing fine and breaks off in the flight pattern to chase down Viper. Maverick gets closer to Viper but can never line up a clean shot. And out of nowhere, Jesser takes Maverick 6 and gets a radar lock on him. Jesser takes the shot and down goes Maverick. We now cut to the locker room. Jesser comes up to Maverick and says, That was some of the best flying I've ever seen. Right up until the point where you got killed. You never leave your wingman. Jester leaves the locker room. 
Iceman says, it's not your flying that's the problem, it's your attitude. The enemy is dangerous, but right now, you're worse than the enemy. You're dangerous. Dangerous and foolish. You may not like the guys you're flying with. They may not like you, but whose side are you on? Maverick has his back towards Iceman facing the wall in one of the most ridiculous poses I've ever seen. It, it looks so awkward. They want. They just want, I mean, like, take my breath away again and just... Yeah. Rinse repeat with what happened with Kelly McGinnis. Nailed it. Goose says at least Viper got Iceman before he got us. We've still got a shot at it. Maverick says it was stupid. I know better than that. It'll never happen again. Goose says, I know. I know. And walks out of the room. We cut to Maverick in his bed. He pulls a picture out of his wallet. It says September 65 on the back. There's a child sitting on a man's shoulders. This has got to be Maverick and his dad, Duke. We cut to a bar. Goose is at the piano, singing his ass off, singing Great Balls of Fire. Mrs. Goose says, Maverick, will you go fetch him? Doesn't he ever embarrass you? Maverick says, hell no. Well, there was that one time. Mrs. Goose cuts him off and says, the Admiral's daughter. Goose tells me about all of them. He got how he goes home early for church in the morning. Now, how you always end up with the hot women. Maverick says thank you and gets up and walks over to the piano to sing with Goose. Mrs. Goose tells Charlie, I wish I could warn you off of Maverick, but I just love him to death. She says, I've known Pete for a lot of years now, and I can tell you one thing for certain. There are hearts breaking wide open all over the world tonight. Charlie doesn't get it. Mrs. Goose says, unless you are a fool, that boy is off the market. He is 100% prime time in love with you. She yells across the bar. Hey, Goose, you big stud, take me to bed or lose me forever. Goose says, show me the way home, honey. Charlie and Mrs. Goose join Maverick and Goose to sing at the piano. We now cut to Maverick and Charlie on the bike driving along the pier. They start kissing. She says, Maverick, you big stud, take me to bed or lose me forever. Danger Zone is playing on the soundtrack again. Cue that music up. Just, just keep it. Just repeat one. Just repeat one. Just repeat mm-hmm. one. Just repeat one. I one time for prom put um, the song "Yeah," which is my favorite song of all time. If you're a, a very big fan of this podcast, shout out Jose. Shout out Hand Andy. <laughs> Messed up his name. I was about to call him Jose Andy. I was going to combine the two. Handy. Anyways, there we go. Zagak. Uh, I put the song "Yeah" on a disc nineteen times, yeah. and then, <laughs> and then we were our party bus. I told a guy to keep playing it or keep hitting next after the song had played, and it just kept playing. Yeah, he didn't know. Great little practical yeah. joke, but you know what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do the same thing for Danger Zone. I'm gonna have to put that on a CD nineteen times and just cycle through my life like my life's Top Gun. Word for Maverick. We now cut back to base. Jester says, this is Hop 31, two weeks until graduation. Every point counts. F-14s are in the sky now. Iceman and Slider flying next to Maverick and Goose. Goose says, bottom of the night, score is tied. Iceman says, you up for this. Maverick says, just a walk in the park. Slider says, multiple bogeys, contact bearing 165. Maverick says, I got them. Iceman says, no, I got them. They head towards three enemy aircraft. The bogeys break off from their flight pattern and go in different directions. Iceman cuts off Maverick. Maverick says, hurry up and take the shot already. Iceman says that he's in too close for missiles and he's switching to guns. Goose says, get the hell out of there, Iceman. Iceman says he just needs 20 more seconds and then I've got it. Maverick says, let me in. Let me take the shot. Iceman says, 10 more seconds. Maverick says, get the hell out of there. I'm in. Iceman says, I'm out and breaks off the flight pattern. Maverick moves in for the kill. As Maverick moves in closer to the bogey, he gets caught in Iceman's jet wash, and he starts to spin out of control. He loses both of his engines and loses complete control of his aircraft. He is in a flat spin and heading out to sea. Iceman says over the radio, Mayday, Mayday. They are losing elevation rapidly. Maverick cannot reach the ejection handle. Goose 
reaches behind his head to pull the ejection handles. Maverick says, watch out for the canopy. As the canopy flies up, both Maverick and Goose eject from the aircraft. Goose hits his head on the canopy and is knocked unconscious. They begin to parachute down into the ocean. One of the pilots seems completely lifeless as he floats to the surface. Maverick struggles to reach Goose in the water. He pulls Goose out of the water, his face covered in blood. He is completely lifeless. A Coast Guard rescue helicopter finds the two pilots in the water and rescues them. Maverick is still holding on to Goose for dear life. Goose's limp body is being lifted into the helicopter. This is such a, like, I don't know, for when it comes to my cinematic movie life, this has stuck with me since I was a kid. The death of Goose. Like, the first time I watched this movie when I was, you know, not even double digits in age, probably like five, six years old. Yeah. When you see that, it has not left me since. Yep. It's, uh, this was definitely tough to watch, for sure. Um, this was that future callback from when uh, Iceman said the plaque for the alternates down the ladies' room. Goose says, oh, you kill me. Iceman's jet wash is what ends up uh, being the catalyst here. How about that? Mm-hmm, I, I, don't know, I don't know if that was intentional, but uh, you can extract that from from all the uh, interpolation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. We cut to the hospital. Maverick is cleaning himself up in the bathroom. Viper comes in and asks how he's doing. Maverick says he's doing all right. Viper says, Goose is dead. Maverick says, I know. Viper says, you fly planes long enough, something like this is bound to happen. I lost 10 men in Vietnam. When the first one dies, you die too. But there will be others. You can count on it. You gotta let him go. You gotta let him go. Maverick stares at himself in the mirror. We now cut to Charlie and Maverick in Charlie's car driving on base. Maverick says this is all my fault. Maverick wonders what the hell went wrong. Charlie says that she just wants to help. Maverick says, God, I just want him back. Acting his balls completely off here. Mm-hmm. Just really sold the hell out of this. Yep. So much range. We now cut to Goose's barracks where Mrs. Goose and Rooster are in a waiting room. Maverick Gooster. is going through. <laughs> Damn it. How did, how did I not put that? Mm. You. You're good. You. Mm-hmm. You're good. Maverick is going through some of Goose's belongings. He puts Goose's aviators and some papers into a box. He takes a picture of him and Goose from the mirror, picks up Goose's dog tags, and squeezes them in his hand. As he's about to leave, he stops to talk to Mrs. Goose. She says he loved flying with you. She hugs him as he fights back tears. We now cut to a review board. The panel finds that Maverick was not at fault for the accident and clear him for flight duty immediately. Jester and Viper are at the back of the room. Viper says we have to get him up and flying now. We cut to Maverick in his cockpit, putting on his oxygen mask. We are now up in the air with Maverick and his new Rio sundown. They are chasing Jester. Jester seems to be taking it easy on Maverick here. He keeps saying to himself, come on, kid. Come on, kid. Take the shot. Take the shot. Sundown says, you can engage anytime, Maverick. You've got him. Take the shot. Maverick is still shook. He can't do anything. Maverick breaks off from the chase. Sundance says, where the hell are you going, man? You had the perfect shot. Maverick says, no, it didn't look good. Sundown says, what do you mean it doesn't look good? Doesn't get to look any better than that. Back on the ground, Sundown says, what the hell, man? We could have had him. Maverick grabs Sundown by the lapels. Maverick says, I will fire when I'm goddamn good and ready and walks off. Viper is watching this. Jester comes up and says, he's not ready. He won't engage. Viper says it's only been a few days. Jester says he might not make it back. Viper says keep on setting him up. We now cut to the locker room. Maverick is packing a bag as Iceman walks in. Iceman says, sorry about Goose. Everyone liked him. Wolfman is eavesdropping on the conversation. And after Maverick leaves the locker room, Wolfman makes a phone call. He says Maverick just quit. We cut to the airport and Charlie is walking up the stairs. She sees Maverick sitting at the bar by himself. She sits down next to him, says, I'll have what he's having. Hemlock, is it? Maverick says, it's just water. She says, were you going to leave without just saying goodbye? Maverick says, I heard you got the job in Washington. 
Congratulations. She says, well, I wasn't going to leave without saying goodbye. Maverick says, it's good to see you. She says, I've seen all the evidence. It wasn't your fault. She says, you're one of the best pilots in the Navy. What you do up there is dangerous. Now you've got to go on. Maverick says, you don't understand. Charlie says, when I first met you, you were larger than life. She says, you're not going to be happy unless you're going Mach 2 with your hair on fire. Maverick says, it's over. It's true. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know how anyone can come back from this. Literally, you just held your best friend's head in your lap watching him die. Like, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't no, do it at man. all. No, man. You know, they just want him, you know, they expect him just to snap out of it in a day or two. Come yeah. on, people. She says, you make mistakes, you just have to move on. You're not like the rest of us. I'm here to help. He says, thanks. But if I wanted some help, I would have asked for it. She says, well, it looks like I'm too late. You've already left. You didn't learn a damn thing, did you? You only learned to quit. You've got that maneuver down real well. She leaves and says, so long, Pete Mitchell. Like he's no longer Maverick, just Pete Mitchell. Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds like a journeyman middle infielder for the Cincinnati Reds in the mid-80s, early 90s. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yep. Now, Maverick, that's, that's a first-round draft pick. Pete mm-hmm. Mitchell, journeyman middle infielder. You can even get away with Pete Maverick as a number one overall could, draft pick. But, but not Pete, Pete Mitchell. Mitchell. Yep. Mitchell Maverick, ooh, maybe. Mitch Mav? You know Let's what? See. Maybe. We now cut to Maverick walking up to the front door of a beachfront house. Viper's wife answers the door and tells Pete to come on in. He starts looking around the house and sees a bunch of photos on the wall. He sees a picture of Viper and his dad, Duke. Viper comes down the stairs and says... I flew with you, old man. He was a heroic son of a bitch. He says, you're a lot like him. Only better and worse. They walk outside. Viper says, what I'm about to tell you is classified, and it could end my career. We were in the worst dogfight I ever dreamed of. Bogies were like fireflies all over the sky. His F-4 was hit. He was wounded, but he could have made him back. He stayed in to save three planes before he bought it. Maverick says, how come I never heard that before? Viper says, that's not something the Department of Defense tells a dependent, especially when the battle occurred over the wrong line on some map. Maverick says, you were there? Viper says, I was there. What's on your mind, son? Maverick says, what are my options, sir? Viper says, you got two options. You have enough points to join your class tomorrow and graduate, or you can quit. No disgrace. That's been what have shook me up. Maverick says, so you think I should quit? Viper says, I didn't say that. The simple fact you feel responsible for Goose... And you have a confidence problem. Now I'm not going to sit here and blow sunshine up your ass. A good pilot is compelled to always evaluate what happened so he can apply what he's learned. Up there, we got to push it. That's our job. It's your option, Lieutenant. All yours. I Man, that, that speech. I, I love it. That That's that father-son relationship that I was kind of talking about before, right? He's, he's yeah. giving him tough love. He's not, you know, going to coddle him. He's not going to, you know, wipe his little douchey. He's going to give him the options, right? He's going to give him the the no bullshit, no gray area. It's all black and white. 50-50. Viper. Love it. Mm-hmm. Ready to strike. We cut to Maverick pulling up to Charlie's house on his bike. There is a for rent sign in the front yard. He rides off. We now cut to graduation. Some of the pilots are asking where Maverick is. Iceman won the Top Gun Award. Maverick walks up to congratulate him on his victory. Viper says, I hate to break up the party, but we have a crisis situation. Some of you have to leave immediately. Jester starts to hand out orders. Viper tells Maverick he will get his Rio when he gets to the ship. But if you don't, call me. I'll fly with you. We now cut to 24 hours later, the Indian Ocean. We are back aboard the CBN 65 USS Enterprise. Maverick ship from the beginning of the movie. In the briefing room, Stinger is giving the pilots a rundown of the mission. He says a ship has become disabled in foreign territory. You boys will will provide support and cover for the rescue mission. Says there are MiGs in the area. If you see a hostile act, permission to fire. It's time to do what you've been trained for. You are America's best. Make us proud. Iceman and Hollywood will be in the air. Maverick will back them up with Merlin if they need it. As they are being dismissed, Iceman talks to Singer and says, I don't know if Maverick is ready for this. You know, it's nothing personal, just business. Stinger says, just get to it, Iceman. 
Now we get a montage of F-14 Tomcats taken off from the carrier. Maverick walks to his jet and sits in the cockpit. The radar man says, we have contact, two bogeys in the area 15 miles out. Iceman and Slider and Hollywood and Wolfman head out to locate the bogeys. Wolfman says he's getting another hard-on. Iceman says he's going to take the lead. We see the bogeys split up, and now there are four of them. We see another blip on the radar. That makes five. One of the MiGs gets a radar lock on Hollywood and fires a missile and hits Hollywood, sending them into the ocean. Singer says, get Maverick up in the air. Maverick gives a thumbs up, salute, and takes off. Salute, Maverick. There are six MiGs in the air now, and they are all chasing after Iceman. He starts some evasive maneuvers as they begin to fire guns on him. Maverick says that he's about 30 seconds out. Stinger wants to put more jets in the air to help support Iceman and Maverick. The catapult is busted on the carrier deck, and it's going to take about 10 minutes to get them back up and running. Stinger says, 10 minutes, bullshit. This thing will be over in two. One of the MiGs fires a missile at Iceman, who evades it. Maverick flies through one of the MiGs' jet wash and starts to lose control. He makes a great recovery here, but is definitely shook. He completely disengages from the fight. He whispers, talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. And squeezes Goose's dog tags. He gets back into the fight and starts chasing after one of the MiGs. He fires a missile, taking out one of the MiGs' wings. Iceman keeps taking fire. Maverick is in hot pursuit. Merlin says, we've got to get out of here, Maverick. Maverick says, I'm not leaving my wingman. Iceman gets one of the bogeys in his sights and fires a missile, taking him down. One of the MiGs fires guns at Iceman, taking out one of his engines. Maverick takes out another bogey with a missile. Three down, three to go. One of the MiGs is about to get a lock on Maverick. He hits the brakes and lets the MiG fly by, just like he did on Jester at the uh, first hop where he had that 10,000-foot hard deck. The MiG jumps in front of Maverick. Maverick files his last missile, taking out the bogey. Four down, two to go. The last two MiGs bug out and head home. The crew celebrates. Period. That's how it's done, baby. As Iceman and Maverick head back to the ship, Maverick says over the radio, Mustang, this is Maverick requesting a flyby. The tower boss says, negative, Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Maverick laughs. Merlin says, is there something going on here I should know about? The tower boss is handed a cup of coffee. Iceman and Maverick buzz the tower anyway. The tower boss spills coffee on his shirt again. That makes three. I want some butts. More butts. Iceman and Maverick land on the ship. The ship's crew surround Maverick and congratulate him. Iceman points at Maverick and says, you, you're still dangerous, but you can be my wingman anytime. Maverick says, bullshit. You can be mine. They smile and laugh and begin to manhug. We now cut to Maverick standing alone on the ship. He has Goose's dog tags in his hand. He looks down at them and then yeets them into the ocean. In the locker room, Maverick is putting away his gear. Stinger comes up behind him and says, How does it feel to be on the front of every newspaper in the English-speaking world? Even though the other side denies anything ever happened. Congratulations. They gave you a choice of duty station anywhere in the world. Can you believe that shit? Where do you want to go? Maverick says, well, I, I thought of being an instructor at Top Gun, sir. Stinger says, Top Gun. Maverick says, yes, sir. Stinger says, God help us. We now cut back to Fighter Town, USA. Maverick is drinking a beer at a bar. We zoom in on a quarter being dropped into a jukebox. You've lost that love and feeling is playing on the jukebox. Maverick looks back at the jukebox. There is no one there. Maverick gets up to leave. He starts to look around. Charlie appears behind him. He turns to her. She says, hello, Pete Mitchell. She says, I heard the best of the best. We're going to be back here. So am I. He says, this could get complicated. You know the first one? I crash and burned. She says, and the second? He laughs and starts to walk towards her. He says, I don't know. But it's looking good so far. Roll credits. Beautiful. Wow. Just art. Wow. Plain and simple. Art. I have some trivia here. The real Top Gun school imposes a $5 fine to any staff member that quotes the film. Hmm. Yeah. 
I think that's the largest fine that they that they actually levy in the Navy. Five dollars. <laughs> Stunt pilot Art Scholl was killed during the production of the movie. He died when his S2 camera plane failed to recover from a flat spin and plunged into the Pacific Ocean. Scholl's last words over the radio were, I have a problem. I have a real problem. The exact cause of the crash was never determined, and neither the aircraft nor Scholl's body were ever recovered. The film is dedicated to him. Whoa. Yeah. Yep. Man. Charlie's older mandate at the officers club is the real life Viper Pete Pettigrew. He is a retired Navy pilot and top gun instructor and shot down a MIG during the Vietnam war. He served as technical consultant on the film. So this, this note here, this goes back to that opening scene, right? The opening montage of the jets going off, you know, just how beautiful that scene was. Listen to this shit. For the opening of the film, director Tony Scott wanted to shoot aircraft taken off and landing on the aircraft carrier backlit by the sun. The carrier captain had changed course of the ship, and when Scott asked if the ship could continue on the previous course and speed, he was told that turning the ship cost $25,000. Scott then wrote the captain a quick check for twenty-five grand, so the ship could turn back and keep shooting another five minutes. According to Scott, the check bounced. Cue danger zone. The Pentagon demanded script approval to ensure the Navy was portrayed in a positive light. They demanded the cause of Goose's death be changed from a mid-air collision to an ejection mishap because the Navy was concerned that it looked like too many pilots were crashing. Hmm. And last one here. After the release of this movie, applications for the Navy jumped 300%. I was hearing applications for the Navy from Maverick jumped 500%. Yeah, so after Maverick has has been released, applications to join the Navy are up 500%. That's insane. 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 At the same time. Yeah. They don't know what they're in for. (laughs) Not not at all. Because I I was in the Navy, right? And it's absolutely nothing like has ever been portrayed in any movie ever. You know, maybe the closest is uh, Crimson Tide, another Tony Scott Scott vehicle. That's going to be the closest one. Man. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's get into our ratings here. So as a recap, we have, yeah, one of my favorite. I'm going to watch it every single time it's on. Guaranteed classic. We have, meh. You know what? Once is probably enough. It's going to take a few years before I watch this one again. Or, feh. Get all the way the hell out of here. Jackpot, what's your rating? Heavily on the yeah. Gotta give it a heavy yeah. The most yeah we've had here probably since Hocus Pocus. Uh, easy yeah for me. I'm going to be watching this time and time again. Yeah, this. there's no other way to put it. This is an absolute yeah. The fact that the critics have this rated at like a 53%. Yeah, 57% by the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Feh. Feh to each and every one of you critics. And 6.9 on, on IMDb. Yes, thank you very much for the 6.9. Otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to do this episode. But feh to each one of you that did not rate this 10 damn stars. Get over yourself. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Feh Don't like to art. each and every one of you. This, yeah. this, this is an easy yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's going to do it for this episode of Lauer After Hours Presents Cinema. We will catch you next time. Vaya con Dios. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.